ziplining across a vast valley, roasting s'mores beside the lake, whitewater rafting, relaxing beside an ocean view pool. Well, trying to at least. There are lots of great things to dream about doing in South Carolina, so when you're ready to visit, South Carolina is ready to make those dreams a reality. From a classic road trip to a relaxing weekend getaway, South Carolina is open for discovery. Start planning today at discoversouthcarolina.com. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Montana rolling out the right, looking toward the end zone, throwing under pressure, throws his pass, caught by Clark, Clark out of touchdown, Troy Clark has it, it's a touchdown for the 49ers! You're now listening to the 4th and Gold Podcast with Javi and Matt. Welcome to the 4th and Gold Podcast. We are back. The Niners are 4-0. and oh. They beat the shit out of <laughs> Cleveland Browns 31-3. I'd be lying if I told you I didn't wake up nervous about this game. I had my concerns. Matt will confirm this. We will show you the text mm-hmm. messages. <laughs> um, the 49ers came out and completely dominated this game from start to finish. Run game, defensive line, George Kittle, Matt Breida. This team is here, and it is for real. Matt, I lost my voice in the first quarter. How are you feeling? <laughs> I'm feeling real good, man. This, this, is, this is the most fun win they've had in a long time. A long time. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to reiterate exactly what you said on the preview episode. Since when are the Cleveland Browns the measuring stick? Because, oh boy, did the 49ers take it to the Browns tonight. Yeah, the Cleveland Browns are definitely not a measuring stick. The Niners shoved their stick up the Browns' ass today. <laughs> um, I've had a couple beers today, if you didn't notice. Um, <laughs> but you can find the 4th and Gold podcast on all podcast platforms, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever podcasts are found. Follow the podcast on Twitter at 4th and Gold Podcast. Uh, the Niners, like I said, completely dominated this game. Cleveland Browns had 180 total net yards for the game. The Niners just completely pounded the ball uh, down their throats, neutralizing Miles Garrett, which was one of my concerns. And basically forcing the Cleveland Browns to pass the ball. And Emmanuel Mosley, Richard Sherman, even Jimmy Ward, Kwaski Tart held up there into the bargain uh, in coverage. And then, of course, our defensive line took care of the rest. Yeah, it's man, this defense is legit. This defense is for real. This is, this is, Very. 
this is the best defense 49ers have put on the field since since the Harbaugh years, since Fangio was the defensive coordinator. And, man, I'll tell you what, the defensive line, they're getting the pressure without having to send blitzers, but when they send blitzers, oh, is it effective. Oh, is it effective when they blitz? Yeah. And, and they don't have to do it very often at all because, like you said, you got Buckner, you got Armstead that are doing their work. Nick Bosa, final line, four tackles, two sacks, two tackles for a loss, five quarterbacks hit. He got robbed of a sack at the end of the first quarter, or excuse me, at the end of the first half. Uh, when Baker Mayfield's knee was down, they called it intentional grounding. Didn't give him a credit for the sack. Man, he was all over the field today. And he, he looked every bit of the second overall pick that everyone thought he was. Oh, he planted the flag. You know, Baker Mayfield yeah. playing for OU, playing for Oklahoma, goes into goes into Ohio State, wins a football game, tries to plant the flag in midfield, fails miserably, the flag hits the ground. Anyone who's been in the military before knows you don't let the flag hit the ground. You don't let it hit the ground. Yeah. Anyway, it hits the ground today. Nick Bosa sacks, sacks Baker Mayfield at the end of the first half, plants that flag, and man, this defensive line is fun to watch. The Niners put the league on notice um, from a defensive standpoint and a, you know, a running game standpoint. We'll get to Jimmy in a few minutes. Um, I liked everything I saw in this game except for special teams. I think they need to figure out Ugh. what to do with their long snapper. Um, there's something going on there. Um, but to come out – Coming off a bye week, 15 days, basically, no playing. You know, I had my concerns. Um, first play of the game, Brita takes it to the house. He waves mm-hmm. bye-bye to the defense. Um, we haven't seen Brita score 20. touchdown all season. At the 20. He oh waved at the 20. He was gone the from the minute he he broke this line of scrimmage. It wasn't even close. Um, like you said, Baker shaved his beard for no fucking reason. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm watching the highlights while we're talking right now. Brita, yeah, takes it to the house on an 83-86 yarder. Um, and it was off to the races from there. The Niners, you know, completely dominated this game. And it, it's, um, it looked like the Raider game from last year. Complete mm-hmm. domination from start mm-hmm. to finish. Um, Kyle Shanahan shows up in primetime. Offensive play calling, elite. Defensive line, elite. I don't want to hear nothing else from anybody else about this defense. Um, or this team, pretenders no more. They put the league on notice. They just took a huge dump on the Browns. Yeah, I mean, they really made the Browns look like the Browns of like two years ago. And it started with defense, but on the offensive side of the ball for the 49ers, they ran the ball down their throats the whole game. And Mm -hmm. I sent out a tweet earlier, earlier today where I said, you know, establish the run, keep running the football, run the football some more, and then use the play action off the run. And that's exactly what Shanahan did. Look, this isn't a sexy offense. You know, everybody thinks Kyle Shanahan, this offense is going to go up and put up a ton of points, which granted 31 points is a, is a lot of points, and they left nine on the field because they missed three field goals. Um, it, it's not this super sexy offense. They, they run the ball, but they run the ball so effectively that it's just, you know, they already lead the league in, in, in two running back personnel uh, groupings on any given play, and it's not even close. They're at 56, 57%, and the Patriots are coming in like 31 as the second team. So it's not close. But, man, is that offense just – it just cooks up and down the field. And, and, you know, Justin School did a great job today. I want to give him some love. Miles mm-hmm. Garrett had one sack, and he beat McGlinchey. He didn't beat Justin School on this one. Justin School has stepped in for Joe Staley and played a lot better than I thought anyone thought he was going to play. And, you know, that's just exactly what you want to see. But back to the rushing game real fast. 275 yards total. 275 yards rushing. That is yeah. more than the Browns had 
in, in total enti- offense. In total. They had 180 total. 275 yards rushing. Look, Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, they were kind of dogging him throughout the throughout the the, the broadcast, broadcast. about, about yeah. how he wasn't doing that great. And granted, he wasn't. And we'll get to that here in a second, like we keep teasing about. But if you're going to run the ball like that, who the hell cares what you're doing with the passing game? Exactly. I mean, obviously you're going to get in some downs where you need – where you need to you need to convert some some third and longs, and it seemed like that's where they get the ball to George Kittle and just let him do, you know, George Kittle things. But 275 yards rushing, it's incredible. They're getting behind this offensive line. They're letting them do the work. Yeah, and you know, like you said, the, the third third down conversions, um, they did that. Um, Kittle, Marquise Goodwin, uh, a couple screen passes um, before uh, the one to Juice before he got hurt. Um, we'll go. We'll touch on Juice here in a second too, but. Um, the third down conversions in the pass game—that's you know—that's key. You need if you can get those, you convert those. But to your point, you know, if, if you're running the ball that well, what does it matter what the quarterback's doing? Yeah, at this point, at that point, the Niners just need to manage the game, and Jimmy just needs to manage the game. Don't turn it over, uh, don't make any mistakes, and just you know, ride what's working. That works. You know, it's okay for every other team in the league to do that. Um, but it seems to be a problem during this broadcast of why, you know, Jimmy was. 20 of 29 for 181, two touchdowns, no pick. That's, you know, that's winning football. You run the ball with Breida, 114 yards. Coleman, 97 yards. Mostert, 34 yards. George Kittle, 18. Marquise Goodwin, 15 yards. That is five players touching the ball in the, in the run game. Um, and, you know, a pretty good distribution in the pass game. Kendrick Bourne had a couple nice passes. Um, you know, some drops. Debo Samuel had a big drop, and then Pettis had a big drop. Mm-hmm. Pettis would have been, a, you know, that would have been six easy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can't you can't drop those type of passes. But you know, thirty one to three, I really can't complain. There's not much to complain about in this game. Um, it's, I tell you what, man, it's good to be good again. It's yeah. good to be stressed out before games because you you know everyone counts. Um, and going into this game against the Rams. I needed a, I me personally I wanted the Niners to win this game because I don't see the Rams losing three but we'll talk about the later on next and during the week. Yeah, and you said there's not a lot to complain about um, when you win 31 to three. Well, guess what? I'm on Team Petty, so I'm gonna complain. Be petty. I'm gonna complain because the 49ers special teams sucked tonight. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad. We had two laces out Marino situations where yeah. Ray Finkel isn't getting the ball around and isn't you know Marino's not getting the ball around for Ray Finkel. And the laces aren't going out, and it's just not working. They missed three field goals. Richie, I don't know what the hell Richie James is doing returning punts, but he needs he needs to get off the field. Look, if they need a punt returner, they can just sit there and and, and wait for a fair catch, and then watch the ball drop at the forty, and then bounce to the eighteen. Sign me up. I can do that. I can get back there. I can wave my hand, and I can watch the ball drop. There's four punts tonight where he watched them drop, and just they rolled. And this isn't news. This is that new style of punter. You know, the Browns went the same way the 49ers did in the Seahawks day where they go get some foreigner who's used to playing rugby and who's used to, like, angling kicks. And had Richie James just fair caught for the punts, they'd have been in great, great position. It's to start the yeah. second half. He catches, he catches the kickoff on the sideline. What are you doing, man? Let that ball go out of bounds. You start at the 40 instead of the 13 yeah. because you tried to stay in bounds. Richie James had a bad night tonight. Now, he did have a good return before halftime. Uh, it didn't result in anything because they missed another field goal. Um, he, so he had one good return. But but for the most part, he looked really bad returning punts, and that one return kick was not good. 
So I think he's going to be kind of the guy getting uh, getting the brunt of of the coaching staff this week because there's not a whole else around. You know, there's not a whole lot else to go around when it yeah. comes to comes to bad. So I think Richie James is going to be getting some tongue lashings this week. Yeah, so you know, you you cover. You know, we've been doing this bad, not so good, and good um, thing with the pod. So we'll stick with the bad. So the bad, uh, we both agree on the special teams. Something has to be done with the long snapper. This is the third long snapper on the season. Um, you know, we kind of have to wait for Kyle Nelson to get back week ten or week eleven, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, that is rectified before you know the Rams game. They figure out their timing issues. They have to practice work work through that that issue. You know, you had fifteen days to get this right. Um, and it seemed like a timing issue, and then the one bad hold. Um, so special teams is getting a big. I'm just gonna give him a D minus. Um, if we're giving out grades, I, I, you know, you have to give him some credit on special teams because of, you know, the the fumble late in the game with Marcel Harris, um, and then of course the coverage side of it as far as punts and things like that. Uh, they held their own in, in the punt coverage, and then, um, mm-hmm. you know, you know, they kind of they got it right for the one field goal that Robbie did make. So, you know, D minus is still not the best grade, but they need to rectify that with the um with the long snapper and then of course uh Richie James gotta figure out what he's doing up there. You know, I I understand the ball is hanging for a while. I give him I give the Browns that their punter did have a lot of hang time on it, but you mm-hmm. still gotta get under it. Make the catch. Um if you're scared to catch the ball with guys around you two yards away, you got an issue. You shouldn't be returning punts. Um you know and the not so good, we can get into that. I guess the not so good is just the it's for me personally is the injury to Hughes check. Um, mm-hmm. You saw the difference. You saw the difference it makes when Kyle, when Kyle is out of the game uh, in the run game. Granted, they did they did get some bigger plays towards the end of the game when they started getting a little bit of rhythm again in the run game. Um, but also the game was out of reach at that point, so it didn't really matter. Um, right. Going forward, Kyle Hughes check is vital to this run game and pass game uh, from a pass coverage perspective, and also you know a kind of like a uh, What's the word? Security blanket for uh, Jimmy, you know, outside of Kittle, you know, with sure-handed, sure-handed guys for those five, six, six-yard routes that he may run and, you know, be there to uh, bail, bail Jimmy out in, in case of a jam. So hopefully Juice is not injured. That is my not-so-good for this game. Um, I don't know where you stood on that one. Yeah, my not-so-good falls into, you know, falls into uh, offensive uh, offensive efficiency. Uh Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't super sharp tonight. There were some drops on, uh, you know, he put, like you said, you mentioned Debo and Dante Pettis. He put the ball in our hands. Those are catches they got to make. Um, I think the 49ers kind of got hosed a little bit when Marquise Goodwin caught that ball. Kyle Shanahan challenged it. I thought it was very clearly a catch. They let it stand for some reason. Um, but they're only six for 16 on third downs. And when it came to converting turnovers into points, they didn't do very well tonight. Um, you know, they, yeah. they intercepted Richard Sherman got an interception early that didn't result in anything. Um, they stripped Baker Mayfield that didn't result in anything. They they got the punt at the end of the game where they stripped the punter or stripped the punt returner, excuse me, it was which, which was Odell Beckham. Uh, Marcel Harris made a good play and you know welcome back to the squad. Marcel Harris, um, <laughs> uh, Raheem Mostert, elite gunner, made the recovery. Uh, yeah, but uh, they they only they only got like three points off turnovers tonight. That's not something you can do against actually good teams because i'm going to sit here and say that the browns were overhyped um i've been kind of saying that all year that i thought they were a little bit overhyped uh i think their talent level is on par with the 49ers but 
second year quarterback, you know, rookie head coach, a bunch of big personalities. I don't think they were ready for for this. And clearly they weren't, which when, you know, with the way the game went. Um, but offensive efficiency for me was the not so good. I'm also with you on 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 you know special teams and 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 some penalties and stuff, but but efficiency for me was the not so good. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm with you on that. You know, you, you gotta you gotta convert those turnovers into points, whether that be three or six. And you know, we we talked about the three. You know, you missing field goals. You know, that's that's nine points uh, off the scoreboard. You know, this game should have been out of reach at halftime. I mean, it was it was kind of out of reach at halftime, but I think. You know, we could have easily had 31 points uh, going into the half um, and, you know, just kind of put the game way out of reach. You know, I don't think it was ever in doubt, but mm-hmm. I do prefer to have a lot more points than the other team. Um, <laughs> you know, we've seen crazier things in the NFL with teams coming back and, you know, making a comeback. You want to put everything out of reach when you can. Put your foot on their throat and, you know, make sure they don't have any desire to play the game. It looked like the the uh, Browns looked defeated, you know, after all these big runs and just ca- constantly pounding them. So, um, Kyle Shanahan came up with a good, great plan, game plan. Um, but they yep. do need to be a little bit more efficient when it comes to getting those turnovers, especially the one with K1. You know, you 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 flip momentum right there. You know, you intercept the ball at the one, you take it almost all the way back to your own forty. Um, you got to you got to convert points. You have to get yep. points in that. Um, had it been a better team, again, these things can come bite you in the ass. Um, Niners didn't have any turnovers today, so I'm not really tripping. Um, that's a plus. Penalties are limited. We talked about penalties the last couple of weeks. T- penalties for the Niners, four for 34. That's that's perfect. That is perfect. Um, time of possession, 37 minutes, 43 seconds. Complete domination. Incredible. Incredible. Um, so, I mean, now we're just getting into the good. Turnovers were good. The time of possession was elite. Um, you know, Penalties, good, four for 34, like I just said. 446 yards. The offensive line protected Jimmy pretty well outside of one sack uh, given up by McGlinchey. Um, you got to give Miles Garrett that, though. He he beat him with some hand you know, some hand movement and chopping um, McGlinchey's hands out of the way and getting around him. So, that, yeah, that's, it's, it's Miles Garrett's Garrett. always going to get his, his, you know? Yeah, he's going to get his. You can, if, you, if you leave the game with one sack to Miles to Garrett, you're doing pretty damn good. Um uh, it's it's awesome, bro. Four and oh. Four and oh. Since first time since nineteen ninety. Twenty nine years to the day. Since October seventh, nineteen ninety. Which I'm sure some of our listeners weren't even alive then. I was uh, four. Uh, yeah, I was barely alive. I was about two. <laughs> so it's been a very long, long time since that's happened. Um but little little fun fact here. Uh as it stands right now at the end of week five. The Patriots have the biggest, highest point differential right now. They have the highest point differential at plus 121. Now you can look at who they played and be like, well, no shit, they're plus 121. Second closest team, <laughs> the second team to that is the 49ers. You What's ready for? Minus? Are you ready for a crazy plus minus score right now for the 49ers through four games? Yeah, I'm ready. Plus 70. Jesus Christ. Plus well, yeah, I mean, 70. think about it. You got thirty-one to three, and then forty-one to seventeen. Yeah, you know that's that's a lot of points. They won by fourteen up. points in Tampa Bay. They win by four against the Steelers. Plus seventy through four weeks. If there's anyone on the face of the earth that predicted the 49ers would be plus seventy after four weeks, 
Go bet been all me. of your money in Vegas because it wouldn't have been me either. And like I said on the preview, I've said, do not listen to me. I predicted a close game, a close game tonight. And, of course, it's a blowout because the first two games are blowouts. I predicted close games. Third game, I predicted blowout. It's close. Fourth game, <laughs> close. It's a blowout. So pretty much whatever I say, just go the opposite, man. Yeah. Just go the opposite. Um, but, but, yeah, but, so I, I, it's, it's cr- so good news, good news. Um, Kyle Shanahan uh, says the only 49ers injury was a knee sprain for Kyle Juszczyk. Will be evaluated tomorrow. Says he could have returned if the game was closer. So that's good news oh, for whoo. the 49ers offense. That's that is um, they dodged a bullet there. You know, uh, Kyle Juszczyk is vital to this offense. Um, he just has a knee sprain. Further exam, Kyle Shanahan said. So we'll find out more tomorrow um, on the uh, Kyle Juszczyk injury. Hopefully, it is nothing severe. Um, but the Niners are the only undefeated NFC team left in football. Um, mm-hmm. So shout out to everyone out there who keeps calling us pretenders. Uh, Ryan Clark, Adam Rank, we appreciate you. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you thought or what you, you know, I, I don't understand some of these things that these analysts say. I get it. You know, you have to cover the full league. But Adam Rank said some stupid shit early, early on in the offseason, you know, about science, scientific facts and things like that. Bro, all you have to do is look at the roster. Yeah. I mean, you have five first-rounders on the defensive line. You have Richard Sherman, a Hall of Fame veteran. Got Kwaski Tar, who can be a top five, top eight safety in the league. Um, you know, he, he, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's 12-2 and two for his career. The guy just wins games. He does. So you don't yeah. have to be the best at everything. You, if you just win games, that's all that matters. At the end of the day, uh, Matt Breida, undrafted free agent, but he was a top five, top eight back last year. Tevin Coleman is another one. Um, you know, I, I get it. The questions on our wide receivers. George Kittle was the best tight end in football last year. I don't understand why people would even think to even say three and thirteen, or you know, five and eleven, or this nonsense that comes out of their mouths. Uh, I'm just talking shit right now because it's it's, it's annoying. <laughs> but I I get it. I get it. The Niners didn't deserve the respect. And I, I still don't think they deserve it just yet. I want to see us beat Seattle in Seattle. I want to see us beat the Rams or keep it real close. I want to see a, a win against the Ravens. Like I want to see those things. You know, I'm not saying we deserve to be in every conversation, but at the, at the end of the day, they have to at least um, make their conversation make sense. Because the shit Ryan Clark was saying, Adam Rank was saying, some of these you know these pundits were saying, it's just nonsense. Um, I listen to John Clayton. He's a Seattle guy. He was like, I don't understand. He was saying the same thing I'm saying. He's like, I don't understand where these guys are coming from. The roster is good. They built this roster in three years. Here we are. You know, it's one year a little late considering Jimmy's injury last year. Mm-hmm. But here they are. I always said it was a four-year rebuild. You know, we may be a year ahead or just right on pace. So I, I'm. Yeah. Uh, it feels good to be good. Yeah, the, the narrative after this game is going to be were we too high Browns. on the Browns? Was everybody too high on the Browns? That's going to be the narrative from this game. It's not going to be are the 49ers good. It's it's are are the Browns still you know, still still not the team like still a couple steps away. And and that's really going to be what dominates the headline. Um something I want to give some some big love to um that's going to come down to the the 49ers defensive defensive front when it came to defending the run. Because other than one big, long Nick Chubb run, they bottled him up really well and really effectively. 
And, you know, Nick Chubb's been the guy they've kind of been leaning on. The, the Browns, two and three, their two wins, they lean on Chubb to, to kind of carry the load. And, man, the 49ers bottom up. 49ers run defense is legit. Their pass rush is awesome. Oh, man, it's hard to find, like, a really big weakness on this team. Emmanuel Mosley stepped up, played really well tonight. Uh, textbook pass breakup in the end zone. You know, he read Baker Mayfield's eyes perfectly, didn't interfere with the guy. Incredible breakup. Like you said, Jimmy Ward and Kwaski Tart both played really well. Um, you know, I texted you in the middle of the game, Quan Alexander missed a tackle down inside the 10. And it's just like we talked about in the offseason. Yeah, he missed a tackle, but he set his teammate up to make the play. He slowed him up enough, forced him to bounce outside, and, and waited for his teammate to come clean up the mess. And that's if that's the kind of tackle that Quan Alexander is missing, I'm fine with it. You know, the run defense looked just oh, so incredible. I, I, whenever they dropped back to run, I wasn't even concerned. When they dropped back to pass, I kind of assumed that Baker was going to not do well. Because 8 of 22. Eight Negative of 2 22. fantasy points. Negative 2 fantasy points for those of you keeping score at home. They held him to 100 yards passing, two interceptions, no touchdowns. Oh. So, um, I while mean, we're talking. O- Odell Beckham had more passing and, re- and rushing yards than he had receiving yards. And Odell Beckham has torched this 49ers team in prime time yeah. the last couple of years. Torched them. Incredible to watch the way the defense worked today. Yeah. So, there's a video that just got posted. Um, Nick Bosa got a, got a hold of the 49ers flag. Waved it a couple times and planted it in his own end zone just to uh, troll Baker Mayfield again. You know, I, I grew I, I lived in Oklahoma City when um, Baker played at OU. You know, I, I liked him. I always thought he was a pretty good college player. You know, that, that was kind of disrespectful. Yeah, you beat OU, and then, you know, you proceed to do nothing in the college football playoff. Congratulations. You beat OU. Um, and, you know, now you're in the pros. You got smacked in the mouth today uh, by an Ohio State player. And Bosa's just trolling him now. You know, Bosa said he didn't forget. And uh, that one's for you, Baker. <laughs> yeah, I'm loving no. this, man. I, I'm, 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 I haven't been this happy in a long time. I don't think I've been this happy since my kid was born. So, yeah, this is uh, um, the Niners are important in my life. Yeah, we, we were talking last week about about um, before we get into our our play of the game and our player of the game. Yeah, um, yeah. We, we were talking about you know the similarities between the 2011 team. And this year's team. Now, obviously, they had the head coaching change sort of thing in 2011, but they really rode the defense for a little bit and let the offense kind of get their legs underneath it. Uh, the running game dominated for the offense, and they really rode that as well. Again, through four games, the 49ers have allowed zero rushing touchdowns. Zero. Zero, zero rushing touchdowns. Um, that 2011 team didn't allow one until I think it was like week 15. Marshawn Lynch got one or week 16, whatever it was. It was the 15th game of the year. Uh, Marshawn Lynch got one, and then they gave up two in the week 17 game. It didn't matter because they were on cruise control at that point. Um, but, yeah, no, this this team and the, and the 2011 team feel very similar to me. Uh, I thought we had that moment last week with the Armstead force fumble and recovery, which turned into the game-winning touchdown. Uh, this week was just pure dominating win. I don't have any other way to say it. It's a dominating dominating win and, and they really just took it to the Browns like you said they put the league on notice everyone's going to sleep on them everyone's going to continue to pick based on those preconceived notions that we tried to tear down in last week's episode we tried 
We yeah, tried. It didn't um, work out so well because people are still talking about those those preconceived notions as if they are true. We did our best to try and change everybody's minds. They don't want to listen. That's fine. We have receipts. We're ready to rock and roll. But hey, let's yeah, let's get into let's get into, so what was your play of the game? What was your play of the game? <clears throat> um I mean, my play of the game was the opening play. That it just set the tone. Um, opening play on offense, Brita just takes it to the house, waves bye-bye, and it was off to the races for the Niners. Um, I screaming and yelling, and my kids looking at me like, what the hell's wrong with Daddy? Um, but that opening play just set the tone, and the Cleveland didn't know what to do from then on. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Brita takes it to the house, you know, and that's another thing with Matt Brita. You know, we always hear the undrafted free agent Matt Brita. Matt Brita's a very good running back in this league. Um, and he fits what Kyle Shanahan wants to do. To see that play right off rip, it was – it's been a while, man, to see. I'm still, like, in awe of this game because, like I said, I woke up this morning nervous. And, just, you know, from the minute he he took the snap, ran into the house, I was like, okay, we're winning this game. And uh, it was never in doubt after that. So that was my play of the game. Uh, my play of the game is the next play from scrimmage. And that was uh, Nick Bosa getting pressure on Baker Mayfield, him him kind of forcing a throw, and Richard Sherman getting his second interception of the year. That was because that, at that point, that's when I knew this game was the 49ers mm-hmm. were in control. Uh, you know, you know they, they, they forced uh, not a three and out, but they forced a quick, a quick punt on their first defensive possession. Uh, Richard Sherman did a good job of, of forcing the, the tight end out of bounds. Uh, Kyle Shanahan had a great challenge there. Uh, guy tipped the cap to him on that one because if he lets that one go without challenging, because the, the Browns did try and get up to the ball real quick, mm-hmm. um, that could get, that could give them some momentum early on in the game. And, and Shanahan didn't let it happen. It was a great challenge. Um, but but the next play after after Breda takes it 83 yards to the house is is Sherman getting an interception, and that's when I fired off my favorite tweet of the night. <laughs> it's it pressure doesn't matter. Because there's a select group of 49ers Twitter that really refuses to acknowledge that pressures can make positive plays for the defense. And Nick Bosa all over him. That was one of his five quarterback hits. Uh, Sherman gets the interception. Of course, they don't turn in any points. But I felt like that's like that's the moment where I knew that they were in charge of the football game. And that they weren't taking any prisoners. And they got Levi's rocking early and finally gave themselves a home field advantage that this team hasn't had since candlestick. So, so really that, that, that Richard Sherman interception for me is the play of the game. <clears throat> yeah, that was, that was awesome. You know, Sherman still got it, man. He got up, got up there for that pass and, uh, mm-hmm. had a good return. And like you said, you know, that's, that's, uh, that was big and it, you know, it was necessary for this team to keep going. Um, we used to get into our player of the game, and I, I'm going, I'm going George Kittle. Um, okay. George was was vital on third down, breaking a lot of tackles. Finally gets in the end zone. Um, you know that that play was wide open. Um, he just it, it's George. I mean Kittle is insane. You know he mm-hmm. has the one play in the third quarter. Gets catch the ball at like the eight. Um, breaks two tackles just to get the first down. On it was like third and nine. Um, George Kittle's elite man. He did it. He did it a couple times on third down. Um, you know, to keep drives alive, even 
even when the game was out of reach, you know, George Kittle's six receptions, 70 yards, and a touchdown. Um, he, he's George Kittle's the man, bro. That's TE1 from from receiving the ball, blocking, in the run game. No mm-hmm. matter where what it is, he's doing everything for this team on offense, and uh, George Kittle's my player of the game. My player of the game, primetime Matt Breida. Oh, man. Because, man, can that dude play when it when it counts? You know, he had two touchdowns tonight. He had 114 yards, 114 yards rushing on just 11 carries. Now, I granted, you know, 83 of those came on came on the on the big touchdown carry. But, you know, even then he added three catches for 15 yards. Like I said, he caught a touchdown as well from Jimmy Garoppolo on, on a fantastical angle route out of the out of the backfield. Um, the dude just shows up to play when it counts. And you know he was huge tonight. Uh, he set he 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 set the the highest the fastest play uh, excuse me the fastest players run the in, in the NFL in the NFL yet so far this year. Uh, he did it last year in Tampa Bay. He set the he set the mark. He's done it again so far in Week Five here. As soon as he as soon as he got past. You know George Kittle because because Juice and because Juice was a very close person to be, being my my player of the game and I was texting about that during the game that he was mm-hmm. the MVP so far. Uh, he's very close to being my pick here, um, but as soon as he got past Juice and as soon as he got past Kittle, I was like, it's a touchdown. You just had that feeling where you knew that he just had that extra gear and he blew right past the safety and <laughs> gone. Uh, so Braid is my player of the game. A very, very close second. It's tied for second, and it's super close for both these guys. It's Bosa and Juice. I mean, Juice really proved exactly why he's important to this offense tonight. Yeah, because he was all over the place, and it seemed like every time he made a good play, the offense moved the ball. And then Nick Bosa just balled out. Yeah, he he really um, reinserted himself right back into the rookie of the year conversation for defensive players. Um, you know, ESPN left him left him off their list of top ten rookies so far this year. I thought that was super disrespectful. I'm pretty sure he had that pinned up in his locker, ready to roll. Going, okay, you don't think I'm you don't think I'm a top ten rookie? I'm gonna come out and fucking show you. And it's exactly yeah. what he did. And, and Bosa balled out. So if if it weren't for Brady scoring two touchdowns and being responsible for nearly half their points, Bosa would have been my guy. Yeah, um, I think we both can agree there with Bosa. Um, he's definitely, if I had game balls to hand out, Bosa's getting a game ball. Um, that's why he's the number two pick. You know, I, I had my doubts, and I'll, you know, I'll own up to it. You know, I was I was big on Quentin Williams. I still think Quentin, yep. Quentin Williams is going to be a good player. Um, but Bosa fit what the Niners needed, Niners roster needed. Um, and you see it. It's showing up, and this is what John Lynch envisioned. You know, he wanted to wreak havoc on the league. And that's exactly what the Niners' defensive line is doing. Um, so, offensive linemen, beware! The Niners' defensive line is coming. You know, in waves, five, six, seven guys at a time. Um, I, I, we talked about it before we started recording. I like the um, use of D Ford in limited capacity. Go ahead and start Ronald Blair and rotate in D Ford, and you have fresh legs constantly on this defensive line. Um, quarterbacks are going to be, you know, phased, dazed, and confused. You know. Um, it's 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 amazing to see. I and I'm 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 not there yet, but I, you know, give it a couple more games. I think this defensive line might be better than anything Harbaugh might have had. Um, I never really saw this type of dominance outside of the 2011 season um, with a Harbaugh defensive line. You know, yes, of course, Alden Smith was great and and Justin Smith was great, but 
the way the Niners are coming at you in waves, you know, I, I my personal opinion, Buckner and Armstead are better than Ray McDonald and Isaac Sopoaga, those type of guys. Um, this yep. D-line is, is serious, and the rest of the league needs to notice. Um, just one thing I want to touch on. These 49er linebackers need to be in the discussion for top tandem. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Point, point blank period. Um, the 49ers defense is allowing 14.3 points per game. They got seven interceptions on the season, 11 takeaways. The linebackers are doing their job in coverage and in run defense. Uh, Quan has been everything that Ruben Foster was supposed to be. And He's worth every single penny they penny. paid him. Every, every single penny. Every single penny. Rich homie Quan. Every yeah. single penny they paid him to come play for the 49ers. Because <clears throat> I'm absolutely right there with you. The linebackers need to be recognized. Fred Warner, Quan Alexander doing exactly what they need to do because most of the time it's just the two of them back there. You know, Dre Greenlaw has played a little bit, and he's played mm-hmm. all right when he's been on the field, but for the most part they're trotting out two linebackers right now. Yeah, and, you know, That's I said incredible. it a couple of podcasts ago, Fred Warner is the most underrated linebacker on this in the NFL. Um, he's a top-five PFF player last year. He needs to get his respect. The man had a big batted pass late early in the game. Um, he got up there. And he plays great in coverage, plays great against the run. Fred has been a different player this year um, from a vocal standpoint. You know, second-year player playing the way he is. It's uh, John Lynch, you know, for all the shit he gets on draft picks, he hit on his picks with McGlinchey and Warner. Like, he hit. That's a hit. That's a win for this front office. Major hit. You know, you're obviously also looking at major hit in George Kittle. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think you're looking at a major hit in, in when it comes to draft picks in D. Ford. Nick Bosa. Now, obviously, didn't draft D four, but you trade for him. Um, I think Jimmy Garoppolo has been a hit. So, so whether you're getting uh, your drafting talent or you're trading those picks for talent, those are still hits. Uh, yeah. John Lynch does deserve some credit, um, and I'm going to go out and say it right now, as it stands right now, a big hit, Justin School, because yeah. the kid, the kid is stepping up really, really well. Um, he played you know, very we, we can't sit today. here. We yeah, he played great today. He played, you know. We didn't hear his name called. You know, and it got to like the second or third quarter before Booger said his name. And I was like, oh, God, he's about to give up four sacks because Booger said he's playing well. And Booger's awful he's as terrible. a commentator. I just want to throw that out there. Um, I, but, no, Justin School has played very, very, very well uh, in stepping in for Staley. And that's all you can really ask for from your swing tackle. You're not looking to be a world beater. You're not looking at him to step up and be like, you know, the next Joe Staley, really. You're just looking at a guy that can hold his end and they can run the ball behind him and, and he can keep Jimmy upright. And he gave up zero sacks today. So big ups to Justin School. Again, we want to uh, give you a shout out for for getting back to us on Twitter, letting us know how to pronounce your name so we didn't butcher it. Uh, yeah. It was way back after the draft because they butchered your name all throughout the the broadcast tonight. And, and so we're, we're sorry for that. But Justin School, way to go, man. We, we 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 really appreciated what you did for the team tonight. You did a great job. <clears throat> yeah, he definitely held his own. Um, played well. You know, I read a couple of things on him. You know, he's he's not very good at every. He's not very good at one thing, but he's good at a lot of things. Um, and you know, the the Niners saw that, and you know, they they viewed him as a developmental piece. And this could be something that could help them. You know, next year's draft or two years drafts down the road. Um, yeah. When Joe bat- is retired and things like that, so yeah, well, baptism um, by fire right now, not a bad thing. Yeah, no, definitely not. Um, 
it's it's just good. It's just good. I keep watching this video uh, with Bosa playing the flag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's been like eight people that have tagged oh, me so man. far. Yeah, my, my Twitter keeps blowing up with people just going. As you guys me, can tagging tell, me, tagging me, tagging me, tagging me. Yeah, it's I mean, fantastic. as you guys can tell, I'm, I'm losing my voice. It's uh, I was yelling like crazy. Um, my wife. Yeah, my dog. Work, my dog. So ran I, away, I got an empty man. house. <laughs> my dog ran away, man. He he got like the first braid of Ronnie. He's like, nope, I'm out. He went right upstairs. He yeah. couldn't do it. De- dog dad is a psychopath when it comes to the 49ers, so he yeah. was out. But uh, you know, <laughs> so we got the Rams this week. We're gonna be back with a preview episode of the Rams. Yes, we are. Um, you know, I want to I want to throw this out there one more time. You know, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Leave us your Twitter handle Twitter handle in these. You know, in, in the review. Um, if you can't review, if you're not on you know, not on Apple and you're listening on Spotify or Anchor or Stitcher or or Google Play or however you listen to the podcast, if you can't, just just shoot me a screenshot of you subscribe to the podcast. You following the podcast. Um, I'm giving away a really sweet hat. I ordered one for myself. I was hoping I was going to get in for it tonight. It's not. It wasn't in for it tonight. Um, like I said, I ordered one for myself. I'm giving another one away. We really appreciate all y'all that listen and give us feedback and everything. Um, you know, Javi backing up on this one. We've come a long way in the last six months or so since we yep. started. And we really appreciate it. So we're trying to get back to y'all. I'm super happy to give away one of these hats. Like I said, Hat Club hooked it up. It's before they came on the shelves. They were giving me the item number, telling me to order them, telling me to get them in so I can give them out. Um, so I, I, I want to give one of them away. So subscribe, rate, review. If not, send me a screenshot of the subscription. Um, loving the reviews so far. A lot of them are really funny. Uh, yeah. You guys clearly listen to the show because of what you're <laughs> saying in in the reviews, and we really appreciate it. So so do that. Get entered. We're gonna give that away. You know, in a couple days. We're we're gonna we're gonna record this episode Wednesday, Thursday, whatever it is. We're, we're going to give away a really sweet 49ers hat. So make sure you get those reviews in. No doubt. Yeah, get those in. Um, I had a comment earlier today. Yeah, I think it was today. You need to laugh at me for saying I had to spend family time. <clears throat> I had to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go to the pumpkin patch with my son. I sh- shot a picture out, out there. Um, but, you know, Sundays are mine now. No more leaving the house on Sundays. It's uh, all football every Sunday. So life, you have to deal with it. Um <laughs> Um, but for, for the podcast, again, follow us on Twitter at 4th and Gold Podcast. Subscribe, rate, review, like Matt said. We have some good giveaways coming up. I'm mm-hmm. going to be doing a giveaway here shortly. i got to figure it out, and uh, I will pass the details along. <clears throat> and then, you know, of course, follow me on Twitter at JavierVague underscore, and then follow my guy Matt at Matt Bar underscore. I can hear you're losing your voice, man, so I'll step in yeah, and take that one for you. It, it's all good. It's um, It's good to be good. Every 49ers fans, it's good to be good. Enjoy it. Richard Sherman said, be humble. Um, you got the 24-hour rule as a 49er fan. Live it up, talk some shit, and then just move on to the Rams. On to the Rams. We'll on to LA, back, baby. Uh, on to LA. We will be back <clears throat> sometime later this week um, discussing the preview of that game, and then we will give you the recap afterwards. Um, but until then, subscribe, rate, review, follow us on Twitter, and we were, we're here to engage, discuss, and uh, just keep this thing going. 4 0, baby. Two undefeated teams left the God, Tom Brady, and Jimmy Jesus. Let's get it. <laughs> Until next time. Peace. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> 
Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Wendy's Baconator is the ultimate bacon cheeseburger that puts all other cheeseburgers to cheeseburger shame. And now we're bringing that same big bacon energy to shake up and wake up your breakfast with the Breakfast Baconator. Stacked with the fresh cracked egg, sausage, cheese, and bacon. And right now, you can get a free breakfast Baconator with purchase in the Wendy's app. So get to Wendy's and always be Baconating. We got you. Offer available at participating U.S. Wendy's for a limited time during breakfast hours only. Offer must be redeemed via the app. Account registration required. 